on this Saturday cast how to leverage different experiences without having to personally learn it all. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode 445. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And this weekly show helps you discover leadership wisdom through insightful conversations. This is the monthly Saturday cast. About once a month here, I air a Saturday episode that's a chat with some of our Academy members or listeners. The regular next episode is coming on Monday. This is an extra show we do just about once a month. And the Saturday cast are sponsored and brought to you by the Coaching for Leaders Academy. The Academy is a year-long cohort of participant leaders who work personally with me to create movement in their leadership development and organizational results. You can discover more and get alerted about opportunities to apply for the Academy by visiting coachingforleaders.com slash academy. And today's conversation is really very much in line with what we do in the academy. It's how to support other leaders effectively. And a few months ago, one of our longtime listeners reached out to me and mentioned that he was working with two other listeners and that they'd been put together something that I thought was so unique. And I was so excited to hear their story. And I am really thrilled to be able to welcome not one, not two, but three listeners to the show today who have just done some wonderful work on supporting each other over the last several years. Uh, so I'm pleased to welcome to the show today, Mindy Pancoke. She is in healthcare technology as a product manager. I'm also glad to welcome Jeff Vandenhoek. He's a business owner, consultant, and coach, helping people get better one conversation at a time. And also, I'm thrilled to welcome Andrew Mugford. He is in higher education as a Salesforce administrator. Hello to all three of you. Glad to have you on. Hi, Dave. Hey, Dave. Great to be here. So I talked to Jeff a few months ago, and Jeff, you sent me an email and said that the three of you had been working together for a couple of years, and I just was so fascinated by how this happened. How did this happen and come together? Yeah, something sparked me to reach out to you and let you know that you'd had impact beyond what you probably were aware of. And we met way back on uh, September 15th in 2017 on one of your Zoom casts. And all of a sudden, we were kind of freaking out because you're throwing us into on Zoom into our own little private discussion. And so here I am meeting with Mindy and Andrew, and we clicked so well that we've continued our conversations monthly since then. Yeah, I just really was amazed at how you had met on a event we did, you know, a couple of years ago and for one of our academy application periods and the thing that was really interesting to me is that you invested in relationships with each other that have really transcended position changes, industries, and it seems like something that's really unique. Mindy, when this first came together, when you all reached out to each other, how did this start? Yeah, so it it was really unique and reminiscing coming back to that time, that Zoom meeting where, you know, you did split everyone out into, you know, perfect strangers, small groups. And it came about with you you kicked us off with a simple question that we we did a round table. And the question was around what's something really top of mind, a challenge for you? And your guidance was talk through it, brainstorm with each other, and whatever feedback you get, just say thank you. 
So Jeff and Andrew and I, we, we did that. And again, as, as Jeff said, we just found it so valuable. It was really enlightening. It was a, a sounding board that was unbiased. And we decided, hey, let's, let's continue this. You know, this is just a really cool practice and we can help each other and, you know, we'll make it beneficial to us all, set expectations of what we want to get out of it. And we've just been connecting ever since. We've transitioned in our careers. I had been in a previous role and a p- previous part of my organization. And this team here, I, you know, I, I consider them really my, my board of directors, you know, Andrew and, and Jeff, they helped me. They gave me guidance when, you know, one of my challenges was being in my current role, wanting more. I wanted to grow. And they just had fantastic insight and things that were, again, unbiased from a great couple of people. It's really interesting how we tend to, as professionals, have really close relationships with the people we work with every day, sometimes a pretty good network within our industry, and then, of course, our families. Outside of that, though, I think for most people, we don't really develop a relationship with folks outside of our organization and industry who really can be a little more objective with us. It's one of the reasons I know folks in our academy find that value of just getting outside of the daily politics. Andrew, I'm curious for you, as you've gotten together with Jeff and Mindy over the last couple of years regularly, what's been the value of just looking outside of the organization and the industry? Oh, it's really refreshing and a great opportunity to just connect with people that don't likely know anyone you know. I mean, we're in two different countries and three different time zones, so we're about as separate as you could get. And you can just feel free to talk about whatever is going on in your life, whether it be personal or business. And, you know, you, you don't have to worry about what anyone here is going to say or what's going to get back to someone. And you can just be genuine about the problems you're facing and the challenges as you seek input on how to overcome them. And you might think it's difficult because they don't know perhaps the industry, they don't know my company, they don't know the personalities. But I mean, people aren't that different. So if you're having a challenge, we've all had challenges with people. So it's actually not as, you know, you ask a few questions, maybe you ask Mindy, well, explain me a bit more about how your department's structured, things like that. I mean, but it's just, it's great to have sort of this anonymous, in a sense, group, not anonymous to each other, but kind of anonymous to each other's companies and lives until this podcast goes out anyway. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to add to that, Andrew. I agree on all parts. In addition, our challenges are all transferable. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, what role you're in. An example that I had was really around a crucial conversation that I needed to have with someone in my organization. And that's a challenge. No matter what industry you're in or experiences you have, it's all transferable. And I I don't know if you guys remember that one. It was a challenge. And you each had experiences that had nothing to do with my industry or you know, regardless of how the organizations are structured your experiences gave me insight where I could think about it in a different light. And it was just, it's empowering, right? It's empowering to go in with kind of another set of voices in your head, if you will. It's just great. So just to add that. Yeah, thanks, Mindy. I I just, the thing that really impressed me when Jeff reached out was, I think this is the first time in eight years of the show running that folks have met in some way through really a small connection point. And have kept it going. And you all have really taken the initiative to do it yourself, all the scheduling, all the connections, all the structure of how this looks. And I am curious, Jeff, as this started off, what kind of expectations did you set with each other as far as how you were going to support each other? 
Yeah, that's a great question, Dave. As I work with groups and teams, it's really important to me that teams, groups, new teams that are forming have group agreements. And so we talked about that. What are the expectations? And we decided a monthly cadence would work well for us. And we got a platform that worked well for us, picked a time, we've kept to that time. And as noted earlier, at least two of us are there every Wednesday at the end of the month. So we decided that, and I think we even talked about each year reviewing, you know, is this something that I want to continue with? So there, I, I think it's always important for a group to have a review period to say, this is a group that it's been great value, and yet I need to step out now. For a variety of reasons. So none of us have stepped out. We've talked about that. There's been great professional respect along the way. And confidentiality goes without saying, and yet it needs to be said. And it's it has been a very safe space for me to get a variety of perspectives, ideas, books, concepts, questions. I had, you know, Mr. Andrew Salesforce had him looking at my website and he he helped me so much in reviewing that. And he didn't have to do that. He does it out of friendship. And so we've built a really good friendship, I think, over the last two years. There's the temptation, I think, when we get together with a group of people that you know, we don't know very well and are doing something like you all have done on your own, which is to create a learning space. And the temptation is to think, well, what could I possibly offer? I know I'll gain from others, but what am I going to offer? And I know that's a fear that a lot of our academy members have coming in as well, too. Andrew, you mentioned that that was a fear for you when this started off as well. What was that like and what did you discover as you went? So I was told a story once about a group that was trying to get CEOs of major corporations to mentor younger entrepreneurs. And even they returned with the answer, well, what could I possibly offer them? So I, I've taken that and I reflect on that and I try and just accept the fact that they haven't kicked me out of the group yet. So I guess I'm doing something. Uh, we are all in sort of different levels of organization. We all have different work experience. And, you know, sometimes when we're trying to help each other, it's really just a matter of, you know, Mindy might outline an, a problem, a challenge she's having. And, and Jeff and I just sort of start throwing things at her to see what sticks. Once I recommended a software solution to Mindy and she said, we can't do that because of the regulations that surround her business. Okay, well, that one didn't work. So we just, then we try to find the next solution. And I think what I'm often discovering is that if, if you're asked the right questions, if you're put into a situation where your input is actually wanted and it's safe, you actually find out that you know more than you think you do. I mean, Especially if you've listened, if you're the kind of person that would listen to coaching for leaders, you probably know more than you think you do and you have more to offer than you think you do. Because people who don't learn, who are not self-aware, typically don't, I think, listen to podcasts like coaching for leaders. Yeah, indeed. It, it's one of the things that I love about our community and the three of you is just the, the heart to want to help, right? And sometimes because we have all of us that heart, we want to do it well, right? And there's the tendency to, a lot of us have <laughs> spent years in school and we've been conditioned to do things well and to perform well. And it's hard sometimes to suggest something and not have the context of the other person's reality and organization and industry. And we may be suggesting something that really doesn't make sense in the context of what's happening. And this actually comes back to something you mentioned a few minutes ago, Mindy, on just saying thank you. And I do recall us talking about that in that live session a couple of years ago. Tell me about that and how that's been valuable to you. 
Absolutely. I, I would say the key value point here and why this works is everything's mutual. So as we, as we get together and we talk about our challenges and keeping this up as we're sharing ideas, just being appreciative and saying, thank you for the idea, walking through it, 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 it keeps everything level set where it's not just, you know, one person sharing all of their, their woes and their challenges. And then that's it. It's kept mutual. So every time Andrew and Jeff and I get on a call, we, we try to slice up the time. So we each have, you know, a third of the hour and saying thank you, recognizing that, you know, that's the encouragement to continue to have ideas come toward you. And I want to speak a bit to accountability. So as we, we three have been together, we have our challenges. And when we come up and help each other solve them, Keeping each other accountable, holding each other accountable for following up is, is something that because we are taking turns, because we are mutually benefiting from each other's conversations, it makes you want to reach out and say, hey, Andrew, you said you were going to go run or your, your fitness goals or what have you, you know, just following up on that. It's just a grateful setting that we're, that we're in. That word accountability is one I hear a lot in the academy groups I facilitate as well, Mindy, is that value of coming back and saying and checking in on what you said you were going to do. How's that been helpful to you, Jeff, in just thinking about movement on things? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Listening to Mindy, it's been great. I'm a solopreneur as a business coach and leadership coach. And sometimes that can get lonely. And so to have Andrew, Mindy in my life that are away from all the work that I do and then, you know, noted in different geographic locations and time zones has been refreshing. And as a coach, I'm often at the other end. I'm saying, well, I'm putting it on my calendar. And so, Dave, I'm going to be reaching back to you on uh, February 5th and asking you how that went. And, you know, a coach, he's sitting across the table from me goes, oh, no, you're going to do that, aren't you? And, and so <laughs> to have that flipped right back to me, and I have my own coach and coaches in my world to have that from another source from Andrew and Mindy is that helps me get stuff done as a solopreneur that doesn't have this board or this staff sitting here telling me you got to have it, you got to get it delivered. Andrew, how has accountability been useful to you? It's as Jeff, as Jeff said, it's the double-edged sword. It's you, you agree to it and then you have to actually do it. It's great because the hardest part with accountability I find in finding someone to do it is you go to someone and say, can you hold me accountable? I just need you to text me, whatever, once a week. And usually people will say yes, but then they drop off after a couple of weeks. And I feel like if I ask Mindy or Jeff and they make the commitment to do it, they will do it, which is huge. And the other thing with accountability, as well as just the whole question of what do you do if, you know, do you have something to offer? What I'm thinking and reflecting on here is that this isn't hard to do. It's not hard to listen. It's not hard to try and offer people whatever comes to your mind as an insight. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's not hard to send an email or a text. The difficult part is in the commitment to do it. Because I think these days we make commitments very quickly, but then we tend to break them just as quickly because we're not taking into account how busy we really are. So that's something for people to consider too when they think of an arrangement like this is really think about whether something you can do, but don't worry about whether it's difficult. It's not difficult. Just having a chat with friends who want your input on something. Yeah. And I'm really, um, I appreciate what you just said, Andrew, in that 
I think there's the tendency to not be willing to start something. We have probably half a dozen people within our academy community right now who have done some version of what you all have done on your own, which is to start a group within their organization sometimes or within their industry. And they've been the catalyst to say, hey, they've raised their hand in some way and said, hey, I'm putting this together. Who would like to play and be a part of this? And here's maybe some expectations. And here we'll start and just kind of see how things go. And those have gone really well in many cases of really continuing this. And looping back to accountability, one of the other words that came up in our conversation, some of our earlier conversations, is a word I think you said, Mindy, celebration and the importance of celebrating. Tell me, how has that been important in your discussions? Yeah, celebration is key. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I'm the one forcing the celebration of, you know, Jeff has done phenomenal things with building a business from scratch, all of these wonderful ideas. And it's natural for for those to hone in on, you know, what's not going well or challenges. But anytime, you know, Jeff's talking about his challenges, bringing up some, you know, a, a new business, but he has a small inkling of, hey, by the way, this went through well. It's like, well, let's focus on that, right? Let's celebrate because that's what gives us fuel to keep going. That's, I don't think people celebrate it enough really taking the time to not just say, woohoo, I did it and move on, but think about, well, what went right? You know, how did I get to that point? Because celebrations can be repeatable, right? <laughs> Successes can be repeatable if you really look at them. So I, I just think it's so important to celebrate. And especially when we have this mutual engagement amongst us three that let them celebrate. It's a safe space. Sometimes people are, you know, don't want to celebrate. It looks like they're either you know, it's something you don't want to spend your time doing. But in our area, you know, in our in our arrangement here, I can force them to celebrate. I can say, <laughs> hey, what went really well? Let's talk about it. And, you know, this is life. It's part of life. And we got to all celebrate a lot more. I don't know, Jeff, if you yeah. agree or disagree or, or Andrew, what do you think? I agree with you, Mindy. Mindy's like the one that brings the party hats and, you know, the kazoos <laughs> and everything else. And, <laughs> and it's awesome. And we do, we take moments to stop and celebrate. And I haven't done so many virtual high fives ever. And this group <laughs> has helped me learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. So, and we've never met each other in person. So to sit on a screen and we've met each other through this screen doing virtual high fives and celebrating and then other times just being deeply saddened with some things that maybe we're working through that the gamut of emotions runs through our conversations because we are people. Leaders are leaders are leaders. And it is great to slow down and celebrate. It's it's great. And Mindy, you are a a great cheerleader in that regard. Thank you. I think it goes to just the, one of the great things about this group is we just happen to get, in some sense, the right combination of people. I think Jeff and I are maybe not predisposed to celebrating by default, but it's great that we have Mindy that will remind us to do that. And we each bring our own sort of unique skill set to what's on offer on our conversations. It reminds me of a quote Mindy reminded of us earlier from Jim Rohn, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And of course, there are people in all of our lives, for good and bad reasons, that we are not able necessarily to be intentional about as far as the relationships we pick, especially in the professional space. And yet, we really do have agency, more so than I think most of us think, to create the kinds of relationships and the kind of influence that we'd want. And you all have done that in a really amazing way. I would be remiss 
if I didn't ask about some of the things that you've done and some of the hacks and the books and resources you've used as you've gone down this journey. And I know some of the things that have come from the show have been helpful to you too. Andrew, I, one of the books that you mentioned and in past interviews was the work of James Clear and Atomic Habits. What's been helpful to you as you've dove in on that over the last year or so? Yeah, so Atomic Habits by James Clear was one of the most clear and systematic and real life descriptions of how to change habits that I've read. There's a lot of habit change goal setting guides out there that all basically offer up their own version of SMART goals. But with him, he took a behavioral approach, which is appropriate for habits, and just basically says, act like the person you want to be. And every action within those habits is a vote for the person you want to be. So if being who the person you want to be requires you to get up at 6 a.m. to go for a quick run because you want to be a, the person, a marathoner, not just the person who runs marathons, but a marathoner, then getting up is a vote for, yes, that's the person I want to be. I don't want to be this other person anymore. And his symbol is a triangle, or as he would say, a delta. And a delta is a symbol for change, small changes. And that was just really meaningful to me, the idea of like, start small. And a lot of his ideas, you know, are not new, but the way he's packaged them together and explains them is just so clear and just so well done. And this, the, he offers numerous sort of templates for how to structure your life around different types of habits. It's a phenomenal book and highly recommend it to everybody. He's changed a lot of my thinking too, just of approaching rather than things from a goal, from an identity, like you said, Andrew. And it's been so useful to me and so many folks in our community to, to think about behavior change in that way. Mindy, as you've been working with Jeff and with Andrew and listening to the show, what's something that's been useful to you or, or maybe even you've changed your mind on in the last couple of years and your learning? I'm going to have to call on my, when I was transitioning jobs, I was looking for something that would enable me to, to grow in my position. I absolutely love the company that I'm with. And at the time, there was a few different options I could weigh. And, you know, it's not a book. Um, and maybe Jeff could, could speak a bit more to it. But, but Jeff had really a set of questions, a series of, series of questions that really helped me to weigh what's important to me, what are things that I need to be prioritizing when I'm considering you know, a, a career move. And it seems really simple, but it's, you know, when you actually sit down and think that way, that was really, really helpful for me to kind of reframe my perspective as I'm looking for a new position and really looking for, you know, I don't just want more money. I want these specific things out of this new job. And that was a tool that, that Jeff had, had shared with me that worked really well. So Jeff, you can add to that what that was, but yeah, we've shared so many different things. I'm trying to remember I know. which one it was. <laughs> we have. <laughs> yeah, my memory is that it was a, a values tool that I used, not uh. out of a book. You know, we all steal ideas. And I stole this from my friend with his permission and made it my own. And it's getting clarity on what are our values, what drive us, and then creating that filter so that we can make the best decisions. And sometimes those are hard decisions because there's shiny balls in there that just look like, oh, I want that, I want that. But really, it doesn't fall through, specifically looking at career and changes in jobs, it doesn't fall through that grid. So yeah, Mindy and I had talked about that. I use that a lot with, with some of my clients. And it's good to ask simple questions and get clarity on 
what is most important to me? What's enough money? What's enough friends? How much is too much travel? How much is enough time? You know, looking at some of these things that are elements of our day every day. And sometimes we don't slow down enough to think about what's most important to me in regards to some of those different values. Well, speaking of simple questions, someday we will air a Saturday cast and we don't mention the name of Michael Bungay Stanier. That's not going to be today because that's one of the folks you mentioned to me, Jeff, that's also been helpful to you. He's the author of The Coaching Habit, been on the show several times. You mentioned that that work's been really useful in your work, Jeff. How so? Oh my goodness. Yeah, I was, uh, I can remember driving over the hill here where I live in Oregon and listening to him for the first time and just a delightful soul, first off. And he keeps it so simple and the awe question and what else and what else. And sometimes I ref- I'm referred to as a business shrink. And, you know, so I feel like I'm doing therapy here. But Michael helped me think through, uh, coaching I was doing with a client. I'd been with a client for four years and they were into a transition time of looking at a new model for their leadership development, global leadership development program. And I wrestled with some of these things and styles. And I remember talking with Mindy and Andrew and they helped me think through, do I go forward to want to be a part of this new process with this corporation or do I stay really true to who I am and use the style that I like, which is very much like Michael's, to stay and continue to do my coaching? And I made, made some hard decisions there to say, I'm not going to be a part of this. I'm not going to throw my hat into this ring. And again, it's the values of what's important to me. So Michael, Michael's work has helped shape my coaching in many ways. Oh, me too. All three of you have just really such, such an incredible example or supporting each other. And part of what I hope comes out of this conversation is the movement forward for everyone to do more of this, whether it's something formally like joining our academy or considering it, or getting into a group like the three of you've done with outside of your industry, or maybe even within the organization or industry to raise your hand, either literally or figuratively, and say, hey, let's get together a couple of people once a month over lunch or even over a Zoom session. And let's just toss around a few ideas and do a brainstorming session. And my invitation to everyone would be if we could just start this process of supporting each other better. We really do fight that loneliness that I think a lot of us feel in leadership. And, and Jeff, you, you feel it most apparently, I think, as a, as a small business owner. And yet, I think also, I know so many folks in large organizations who have leadership roles, who interact with people all day long, but feel that same sense of loneliness because they don't take the time to do what the three of you have done. And I'm just so in awe of what you've done and the consistency and how much you've dedicated your support to each other. And thank you for being such a great example of that. Thank you. If this conversation was helpful to you, several related episodes, one of them episode 237, These Coaching Questions Get Results with Michael Bungay-Stanier. We mentioned his work, seven key questions that are in the Coaching Habit book. We reviewed a number of them on episode 237. It's a great introduction to Michael's work. I'd also recommend episode 395, How to Create Meaningful Gatherings with Priya Parker. Priya Parker has done some incredible work on bringing people together and how to do that with intention. And yes, intentionally how to also exclude, but not exclude as in trying to keep people out, but excluding for the purpose of 
being beneficial to the people who are present and finding commonalities, setting good expectations, a ton of really helpful advice from her on how to bring gatherings of people together in meaningful ways on episode 395. Check that out if that's of interest to you. I also would recommend episode 397, Make Your Work More Visible with John Steppard. John is the author of Working Out Loud. He talks in that episode about ways you as a leader can use their framework, the Working Out Loud circles, in order to engage effectively with other leaders and potentially even within your organization. It's a very popular model. It's been used extensively in many organizations, and John talks in detail on how to do that on episode 397. All of those past episodes you can find over on the coachingforleaders.com website. All you need to do is set up your free membership at coachingforleaders.com, and it will give you access to all of the past Saturday casts. It'll also give you access to the entire podcast episode library since 2011, searchable by topic, plus the weekly leadership guide, my book notes, uh, my own personal library, and a ton more resources, including two audio courses that are available behind the free membership. So you can get access to that easily. And you heard me mention the Coaching for Leaders Academy in this conversation. If you'd like to be considered for future membership in the Coaching for Leaders Academy, go over to coachingforleaders.com slash academy and you can register to be alerted when we next open up applications. We only do that for a few days every year. So if you'd like an early alert, coachingforleaders.com slash academy is where to go and see you on Monday for the next regular episode. Have a great weekend, everybody. Take care.